0: You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck.
1: I know what you're thinking. Did he fire six shots or only five? Well to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I've kinda of lost track myself. But being this is a 44 Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, and would blow your head clean off. Got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky?
0: Well do you bunk? Okay, Richard. The Christmas has come and gone. The new year has come and gone. Happy New Year, by the way. Happy and new year. Uh, and uh, we are going to be talking about Wonder Woman 1984 today. And uh, Yeah, they this movie was pushed back quite a bit. First because I think they needed more time, and then because of the coronavirus pandemic. And uh, I really think that with as much time that they had with this movie, there shouldn't have been as many problems as I saw. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's a very kind way of saying what you're saying. Yeah. So, uh, yes, anybody listening to this podcast at this point, after you've already cursed me out for saying that it wasn't a good movie, I haven't actually said that yet, but you get the gist, uh, that we're definitely going to spoil it. So with a little bit of news about Warner media and what's coming for coming in the near future, we're going to get into a review discussion about wonder woman, 1984 now, uh, Walter Hamada, who is, I believe the head of DC films at Warner media uh, has come, had an interview at at the New York times and uh, he said some things. He said that their goal is to make two DC films a year annually uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, I, I would assume the first one being the Batman and suicide squad coming up hopefully next year. Or I guess this year. I don't know. I don't know when that is now. But uh they also want to do more spin-off shows for HBO Max. So just like I believe it's gonna it might be being called Gotham Central, w- which will be the Gotham PD show on HBO Max to tie into the Batman, and then there will be Peacemaker, which will be the show that will tie into uh Suicide Squad. Uh, they will have other shows to tie into future movies to make sure that you are never not thinking about DC stuff at any point in time in the future, which is fine. It's the same thing they're doing over at Disney with the Marvel stuff. And so I understand it, but maybe get yourself a good working franchise first, right? I mean, yeah, I think that would be, I I, I think I
1: have said this like 35 times now on this podcast, Uh, DC does not have to compete with Marvel, you just have to take your time and make good movies, and they, for the love of goodness and everything that is filmmaking gods and all that stuff, they cannot do it, they can't. Get their stuff together, and and figure out what it is that audiences want. They 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 just have not been able
0: to do it consistently. And uh, I mean, if you take a look at their their next big thing that we have coming up in in, in a few months, I think the last I heard was March, uh, the Zack Snyder Justice League mini series or event series. Um, that they're saying that that is going to cost like so far that has cost them an extra $70 million to have this thing happen. And Walter Hamada just come out and said, this is the end of the street with that. We're not going any further with Zack Snyder's vision of uh the DCEU after this point. Like it's just, that's it. That's more than likely done. So, I, I mean, obviously, I think with the version of Wonder Woman 1984 that we got that we just watched and Aquaman that we got I think that's two years ago now? Three years ago? I don't know. Um, They're definitely going a different way than what we saw with uh, Justice League and Batman v Superman. So what we do know is we have Suicide Squad, we have uh, the Batman, we have Aquaman 2, we have Shazam 2 and Black Adam and uh, most recently announced, right, when uh, they dropped Wonder Woman 1984 on HBO Max and in theaters, uh, Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot were both going to come back to do Wonder Woman Part 3. So, you have uh, that to look forward to if you're a fan. Sorry, just like maybe, maybe of that to look forward to. <laughs> so, yeah, the, I mean, they are not planning to slow down. It doesn't sound like. Um, yes, Wonder Woman 1984 was the box office leader for the weekend of Christmas weekend. Not that that's a hard thing to do right now with <laughs> theaters not really showing anything and, and people not going to the theater. But it was enough, I guess, worldwide to make 80 million the weekend it opened. That's just so crazy. I mean, I,
1: oh man, it's just so absolutely crazy to think how much the, the theater box office has been impacted by you know, the coronavirus. Like, I mean, man, we, we, I remember comic book movies coming out and being like, ooh, is it, is it gonna break a billion? And now it's like not even breaking a 100 million. And it's like, gosh, that is just, Oh, it, it's so painful. Like, it is just absolutely painful.
0: Yeah. No, that's, and I'm sure for someone that is in the industry, it's, it's, it's much harsher thing to look at. But, uh, I watched the movie on HBO Max. How did you watch the movie? Oh, yeah. No, same. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to
1: the theaters yet I, I still don't think that that's the right call to be making and, and if people are that's fine but i i personally it's not for me right now that's fair uh do
0: you feel like it impacted your viewing of the movie
1: um yes in the sense that had i actually bought a ticket to this movie and saw it in a theater i would probably be pretty pissed off um oh. only slightly agitated uh at what i saw because i didn't theoretically have to pay additional to watch it but uh had i shelled out some some hard-earned money and and sat in the theater and watched it i would, I would probably not be too happy <laughs>
0: Well, okay. Uh, I think uh, we're on pretty similar footing then. So, um, what was your biggest... Let's just get grievances out of the way. What was your biggest grievance with this movie? Uh,
1: Well, it's... First off, I... I, Okay, I... I, I, Obviously, right? I want to just say this. um, You know, we talk about these things and and I, I think we talk about films from kind of a standpoint of of deconstructing them to hopefully increase our own understanding of what we like as consumers of cinema of potentially things that we could identify as areas that maybe would we think would be better uh, suited but I do want to say you know obviously we don't have any ownerships over or, over these franchises uh, at least in my opinion this isn't coming from any place of toxicity or anything like that like I'm not going to crap all over this movie just for the sake of crapping on it um and i also want to point out that anything that we say is is just our opinion because let's be frank uh who am i to tell patty jenkins how to make a movie when she's obviously doing it on a very very large scale right so you know these are all just like opinions and ideas and and hopefully it's it's more of an introspective thing for us as people talking about films is to further our own understanding of what we like in films and hopefully what we would like to create as creative people at some point. Right. I oh, do yeah. think
0: it's yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. What I was going to add on is that I, there's no way in hell or <laughs> Hades or whatever you believe in that. I believe that I could make a movie better than patty jenkins better than anybody that we talk about i don't i do not believe in that one bit i'm just talking about what i saw on the screen and what i enjoyed or did not enjoy
1: right and i'd also like to point out that whenever you and and not just movies whenever you undertake any artistic or creative endeavor there are always going to be uh, things that are beyond your control, whether that's money, whether that's time, whether that's, you know, studio involvement or people not doing their jobs, whatever the case may be, it's always easier for us to look at something and be like, well, they should have done this without knowing whether they could have. And and so I, I just, I really want to talk about all those things because I feel like, especially with this movie, people are are potentially going to be a little bit more I I I don't know sensitive to the to the topic maybe is the right terminology or the wrong terminology I don't know but that being said um yeah I I I I think my biggest overall grievance with the movie is that it is just a hot mess um across almost every facet uh, of the film really and I genuinely I genuinely don't understand why that happened? Like, I don't know if that's just because of the pandemic. I don't know if it's because you know time or money or shakeups at at Warner Brothers. Because obviously, there's a lot of people that have come out that are not thrilled with Warner Brothers right now and some of the choices that they have made. So mm-hmm. it is very likely that that uh, is the case. Um, but yeah, I I really I I don't I don't know. Like I. I Man, the story in this is is absolutely weak. It's atrocious. Uh the characters uh I don't care or connect or identify or want anything to do with any of the characters. I don't I just genuinely don't care. Um and honestly, it's it's just extremely boring. Like it, there was nothing in this that felt um uh, better than the first one and and i think it's crazy because i i you know i had my issues with the first one too but the first one felt a lot more kind of um i don't know grounded in humanity uh if you will and this one it's just like oh let's just take all that throw it out the window and we're just gonna go you know mega campy and way over the top with with the, the comic bookness of it, uh, which has always been well not always, but has recently been my biggest complaints about also what Disney and Marvel are doing. Like a lot of the Marvel movies have got to a point where they are just every other line is a, a crackpot joke and you know it's like everything has to be campy. It can't be too serious. And when we do have serious moments, we can't let those breathe. Like we just have to get to the next like big event or punchline. And I don't remember feeling that way as much in, in wonder woman. Uh, but man, th- this movie just moment after moment after moment, I was like, Oh my gosh, like seriously, like, mm-hmm. And then just the 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 plot holes and the contrivances and the continuity and the like it is just an inconsistent mess from basically beginning to end. Uh, I know that that again, I know that that probably sounds exceptionally harsh. uh, And and again, I don't think I have any authority or right to be telling Patty Jenkins how to make a, a movie. Uh, And even if I did, who cares? Because she's getting paid to do it uh, by Warner and I am not. Uh, But from my perspective, that was some of the bigger over overarching issues. What about you, Mitch? What, what's your
0: take? I mean, I, yeah, for first and foremost, foremost, I was just bored. Like this movie did not engage me at all for the most part. Like, I would say that Kristen Wiig's character has the least depth story of all the characters in this movie. But yeah. she is the. One I I I cared about the most. I don't know if I cared or I just I just thought that I thought Kristen Wiig was doing a good job. I guess is basically what i was saying. Everybody else kind of seemed to just be phoning in. Like Pedro Pascal's performance as Maxwell Lord is just so over the top. It's just uh, to me, it just it was the let's just go for manic, angry, over the top instead of like doing something. To me, I don't know it, mm-hmm. it his. Performance And it just did not make me care for him as a villain or as a sympathetic villain, as if they tried to do, like with his whole backstory of being a, you know, somewhat poor and his father chastising him for peeing the bed and beating his mom or, you know, whatever that little bit of exposition at the very end was supposed to do. It, it's just, I, I didn't care. I didn't care for any of these characters. Or any of their motivations. And then like to me, it just is like this, they're just doing Aquaman again. Like this is she's traveling all over the globe for almost no reason because of the pine by, by the time she gets to one place, it's already too late. And she just goes to the next place. And it's like, oh well, I just happen to know this way to make my make this jet invisible now. Oh, 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 okay. I I guess like <laughs> If that, is that just something you can do now sure as well as just start to fly I don't know it's I want to do it so let's do it like all right cool she she has that ability I don't I don't know I don't know like nothing in this movie seems earned and then I mean it, I'm skipping straight to the end but like the whole bringing back Steve Trevor again just so that he could sacrifice himself again and she feels sad again like it was and it was all just off camera like he's like i just have to stay here and you have to keep walking away and that's it that she I, renounces him and it's it's done and uh, i want to can i
1: talk about that for a moment yes please um I, I that rates about a 9.5 on my weird shitometer, in the sense that she wishes for him to come back but why does he have to come back in someone else's body? Like, oh, the stone literally changes uh, Kristen Wiggs character into basically a uh, Cheetara, uh, you know, like, I, I mean, like, literally transforms her into a person hybrid cheetah thing, but it's somehow not magical enough to bring him back in just uh, his own physicalized form. Um, And then, again, not to get, like, super political or anything, but I saw this, uh, someone tweeted this, and I was like, holy cow, that's a really strange point. But, like, if he's in someone else's body and she has sex with him, there is basically no consent that is happening there. And, again, a seriously strange, very weird choice uh, to to even go that route. Um, and, and, And you're right, like... I, it, it, that whole moment is rushed. Uh, I, I genuinely liked Chris Pine's parts. Like, uh, you know, when she's showing him around and stuff, I was like, Oh, this is fun. And I like him and, and I like Chris and wig, but I almost enjoyed those parts more just because of them as,
0: as actors, not because of the characters. Um, and, and I, get, and Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I get the, the, the whole, like her showing him around stuff. Like, cause it's the reverse from the first one where, You know, he's the one that's out of out of place now. So she has to show him the new styles and she has to dress him and she has to uh, show him what art is and what the new things are. And, oh, look, uh, a spaceship. And, you know, we've gone to the moon now. And it's just it's the reverse from what what happened to her in the first one. But like we didn't need it. We all this. Oh, yeah. there's so much stuff in this that just did not need to be there. It did not need to be two and a half hour movie.
1: Well and, and that's the other thing that I was I was gonna get into as well. And I think we've talked about this before too, is I still believe that most comic book movies suffer when you start adding in multiple villains. It doesn't give anyone enough time to actually be set up proper or to actually do a good job. And I get that they're they're probably doing it because they probably felt that Cheetah as a villain wasn't strong enough to carry the film by herself as a character. And Max Lord probably isn't a strong enough villain. But it's like, if that's really the case, then I feel like you probably shouldn't choose those villains. Or you should find a way to make their story at a level that is worth telling because honestly them splitting back and forth between the two uh i don't think either one of them got enough time to actually you know let their story truly unfold in a way that would have been meaningful and like you said would have allowed them to earn your buy-in into that character um because both of these characters they tried to be like well neither one of these characters are really evil they're just you know making poor choices that then lead to them becoming evil. And then at the very end of the movie, they're both not evil anymore. And there's absolutely zero consequences for either one of them, as well as the fact that we see nuclear warheads launching and those just somehow disappeared. Uh, th- disappeared. The world is not irreversibly changed at the end of this movie. It literally gets to the end of the movie and there is no point for any of the movie to have happened <laughs> other than Steve got to come back and ride on an escalator uh, and cruise around in an in invisible jet. There's no consequences for anyone.
0: There, There is no character change really for Diana. Um I mean, maybe she's happy now. She got over Steve. Yeah, because it's 70 years later, she was still pining over the... And pining, I get it. (laughs) Pining over the guy. She gets to have one more week with him, and she's going to just be like, oh, a couple of months later, I'm good. Because it was 4th of July when he was there, and then it was Christmas when she sees the Mm -hmm. dude that was him. So she's okay now, like four months later? Uh,
1: well, it, 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 it's just like that, and then they 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 set the armor up right, like the the Valkyrie golden armor thing. They set that up, and then that whole scene. Uh, she's like leaving Steve as she's flying, 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 lassoing lightning, flying, flying, and then the machine guns fire, and then she shows up in the armor, and you're like, wait, what? Like. Why didn't that scene happen in the apartment? Like, at least then you would have been like, oh, well, she was leaving the apartment. She could have just put the armor on when she left. And they make this huge deal about how amazing the armor is, how she spent this time looking for this person, but she only found the armor. They show the flashback of how amazing the armor is. She fights Cheetah. It's it's jacked up in 20 seconds. She throws it away. And then the only reason we had the scene of her last wing lightning was so that we knew she wasn't going to get jacked up when the power cord fell into the water and electrocuted Cheetah, which also did basically nothing to Cheetah. Um, so, again, even all of those fight sequences, they're not building to anything. There's no consequences. There's nothing at stake in any of those things, which just really makes the entire journey of this movie like basically for nothing like it, it's and it's so disappointing because I feel like Wonder Woman was kind of the only one they were starting to get right uh, and then they they do this you're like nope there it is that's there's that's Warner Brothers DC we found him again um, <laughs> awesome I guess
0: so yeah one of the things that one the invisible jet is just sitting somewhere invisible now. So for anybody to crash into. Yep. Yep. I mean, it probably disappeared, you know, all the
1: nuclear warheads that were firing off. I I'm sure, I'm sure it just, you know, magically gone
0: with that too. Do you you know how important it is for other planes in the sky to see you? (laughs) Right. I mean, pretty big. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty important. Uh, When she is, lassoing herself you know through that caravan and then she grabs the two kids and then the lasso slips out of her hand mm-hmm. oh they're dead well one they should be dead yes they fall to the ground but as they fall to the ground and tumble do you see what is attached to her belt oh it's her lasso, mm-hmm. lasso. Mm-hmm. yep and the Wait. kids are very pretty mannequins. like oh yeah so mannequin, those mannequins were bad those yeah. those were bad <laughs> mannequins yeah uh, I don't know why they kept that shot in. That was, I, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I I feel
1: like some of it's time or budget or, or whatever, you know, maybe, maybe non pandemic world, maybe they could have went back and fixed or shot some of that stuff again. Uh, But, but I, 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 that I, I knew basically from the start of the movie, I was like, Oh God, here we go. Because she shows up, think about this. This is how bad this is. She shows up at the mall, fights these guys, she does, like, uh, you know, Cobra Kai sweep the leg. The guy launches into the air. It's a camera on the ground. His face is coming straight at it. She grabs him and stops him from smashing his face into the floor of the mall, right? And mm-hmm. you're, like, awesome, you know, because that's always what I say about Batman. Batman has inadvertently killed thousands of people just by beating their asses, right? So she stops it because you're, like, yeah, he probably would have broken his neck, okay? But I think the very next shot after that, she yep. throws all of them off of the roof of the building and smashes into a cop car. They're all dead again. Yeah. Wonder Woman is a murderer. That is not a hero thing to do. That That is that is so grotesquely like like <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, OK, so they're all just dead now. And we're just like, haha. Just murdered those people brutally after stopping, like, why didn't you just let the poor guy break his neck?
0: Yeah, that was the first thing I said too after I saw after they saw him hit the car. I was like, Well, they're dead. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's they no way that so uh interesting fact about the the uh mall fight scene, that was the scene that they showed us at San Diego Comic Con five years ago. Oh my like, gosh. They, yeah. When they were, they were filming the movie and they were like, well, we have a little bit of something to show you. And I think it was five. Maybe it was four. Maybe it was three. I don't know. Time is weird. But when they sent, when they showed it to us, like that was the thing. I was like, this doesn't look anything like the first wonder woman. Like it's, it's all like weird and kitty. And I don't know. Like you could tell with her suit, it's all super colored and like brightly colored as opposed to the more darker colors that she had in the first movie. And we've, we've taught, we talked about Wonder Woman on this, on this show. Like I Mm -hmm. wasn't, I'm not the biggest fan of that first movie, but like, I will like that a lot more than I like this one. Like this is, this was, Oh, this was all kinds of things. And I don't think I enjoyed it it's it's all over the
1: place and it, so this is another thing that i thought of too That that's interesting right so they have the the, the little magical stone the wishing stone thing right Dreamstone, the Dreamstone, yeah so she makes the wish uh barbara right minerva yep. barbara minerva right she makes her wish okay mm-hmm. so they both make their wishes but then later she's reading that maya thing and she's like oh you can either destroy the stone or you can renounce your wish renounce. but then when Yeah, renounce the wish, right? But then when Pedro Pascal's character wishes to become the stone, it breaks apart and then he becomes the stone. So it was destroyed. That should have nullified their responsibilities. But then, wait, there's a scene later where he's like, oh, I I have to get someone to make a, a wish. And he rushes out and he starts talking to the guy. And the guy's like, oh, I wish for this. And he's like, oh, nothing happened. Wait. I already granted you a wish, didn't I? And he goes, yes, I did. So thus, he's indicating that he cannot grant a second wish. But then later, when he runs into Barbara, he's like, what would you wish for? And she wishes not to be like Diana and to be an apex predator. So he does grant double wishes.
0: He doesn't. So I, I get it. It's just stupid technicalities with writing and stuff like that. But the stone is technically not destroyed because he became the stone. So he is the stone. And then he doesn't grant Barbara's wish directly. He doesn't give her the powers of being an expert. As as he's granting everybody's wish in when he's inside the stream, so to speak, even though that's not how any of that <laughs> works. Uh like he is saying I will take your rage and your your ambition and I give it to her. Like he says those lines. So he is um, he's taking from everybody else, he is putting into Barbara as opposed who, to taking it for himself. But who did he take a cheetah from? It, that's yeah. No one saying like I don't get, that. Like, it, I it, don't get it, that at all, but that it's essentially everything he's taking from people is creating her making her more of a cheetah person somehow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah see that's what i mean like i it, there's just uh, again it, it doesn't have to be realistic but i i it think can. if you are going to create rules like yeah. for your world you you need to follow them and it just like it made it feel so inconsistent because i was like wait what i yeah
0: i know i get it i get it too and the like the why cheetah why did she become a cheetah because she liked diana's cheetah print pumps early in the movie like that makes absolutely no sense at least in the comic book she's like an archaeologist who finds a, a totem and and uh you know it's a cheetah god totem and she becomes like an avatar for the god or something like that like but honestly I would have much rather watched that movie like yeah. I'm not even kidding you like if they would have literally just cut out
1: all the max lord bullshit and save that for like the third movie or another movie and literally focused on on this unfolding and making things meaningful and with consequence I think you could I think they could have uh, lassoed lightning a second time, if you will. Like, I mean, they did it in the movie, for fuck's sake. Why? They could, they should have been able to do it.
0: Uh this. Uh, uh, I don't know. This. I move. do
1: want to read this to you as well, because I, I read this uh, a little bit earlier. And I found this to be particularly interesting uh, as well. OK. And, and again, everyone that listens to the show knows that Mitch and I aren't like super big on uh, number ratings. Uh Because they're ridiculous in in a lot of senses, right? Um, Right? That's a fair assessment? It's a fair assessment. Okay. But just for argumentative sake, I I read this and I thought this was pretty interesting. Okay. So according to IMDb, Wonder Woman 1984 holds a rating of 5.7, which puts it as the lowest rated DC movie ever. 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 I'm going to repeat that again. The lowest rated DC movie ever. After Suicide Squad. <laughs> the the Su- original Suicide Squad. Yeah, right. Suicide Squad. Okay. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, Do you want to know what the highest rated DCU movie was for a while? Wonder Woman? Yes. <laughs> the original Wonder Woman. Like... What? I mean, I haven't seen this much, uh, I don't know what to call it, crap in the mattress, since I think the first and second season of True Detective. Uh, Arguably some of the greatest television ever made to the absolute worst. And that, I feel, is kind of what we're looking at with 1984. Like, that, that blows my mind that it is the lowest rated DC movie of all of them.
0: Like, what? crazy I, I i don't know man all right how about something that you enjoyed about the movie what's 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 a good point
1: that's you know and i feel like such an a-hole but i i really don't know like <laughs> and i genuinely do try to find something of a silver lining and 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 every movie that i watch and i honestly don't know what it is in this um I mean the CGI was not particularly good. I the um, running scene, that those those running scenes, I don't yeah. get it. Why do it like that? It looked horrible. I don't know that. And then when they were switching back and forth between the live shots of the of the armor and like the CG shots of the armor, I was just like, Oh, that is jarring. Like that <laughs> is so jarring. Um the fight sequences aren't enjoyable like i i really don't know and i feel so bad like maybe the soundtrack that's but even then i don't really recall it being super memorable um
0: no neither i mean it's a hans zimmer sound score right
1: yeah and i i like his work i think he's a great composer um yeah, I, I, I really don't know, and I feel so bad for saying that, but I honestly don't know what it would be. Do I mean, you have anything?
0: I, so, like, I, I would definitely say there were some special effects shots that I thought were were pretty. Like the the while they were flying in the invisible jet and doing the fireworks. Well, that's stuff, true. I thought that looked great. Like, that was pretty pretty amazing. Half of the fight scene in the White House was pretty cool. Like the part where she's using the. The lasso is kind of like a propeller to block bullets. I thought that's pretty awesome. That that's a cool little effect. But then like the the overuse of the lasso as essentially as Spider-Man webbing across stuff. Like I was like, that's too much. Like it's <laughs> just find other ways for her to travel, like to do stuff. I don't know. It just it's... I mean she can fly now. Well now she can fly. Like so to me, she's always been able to fly. Like in the comic books, I, I've always known Wonder Woman to be able to fly. But the way they did it in this is like it's like, oh, we just need to make her female Superman. It's like, no, no, that's not how the, that's not how that's supposed to work. Like you, you, can do better. Um, the the yeah, when she gets the wings and the armor, it's it's.
1: it's so so here, here here's my thing with that too, right? And and I think uh, again. Who the hell am I? No one. So take this with a grain of salt. But so the whole thing is they, 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 they have the, the dream stone and, the, mm-hmm. and they make their wish. And it's like, you know, a monkey pollard genie that, you know, gives you it grants you your wish, but kind of tricks you at the same time. And it takes what's most important from you. So for Diana, it, it gives her back Steve and some other dude's body. I don't know why, but then it starts taking away her Amazonian powers. Is that right? Her Amazonian powers? Is that the like her superpowers, Amazonian powers? I don't know.
0: It's her superpowers because she's part God.
1: But okay, yeah. perfect. So it starts, it, it starts stripping away her, her godness, if you will. Right. Yep. So when they started discovering that, I was like, oh shit, this makes so much sense. Now she's going to have to use the armor to compensate for the like the the degradation of her powers, and I was like, that would be really cool. Like, that's an awesome story. Like, it makes her weaker. She's going to start having some real struggles. There's going to be a real opportunity for Cheetah to be so much stronger than her, which again elevates the stakes and it puts her in such a worse position. I was like, this is phenomenal. No, nope, none of that happens. It, it's that just no. Time- oh, I, I, I still love you, Steve, but time for you to return to dust Thanos style and bring back just creepy dude body guy. I don't know why, but he's going to just wake up in the middle of a uh, basically the world ending. Nukes are launching in the air. This guy's going to just come back into consciousness, standing in the middle of the road and knowing no idea of how he got there, uh, which when she runs into him later, he seems completely chill about everything that just happened. Despite the fact that he can't account for like an entire week of his life. Yep. Um and probably has stamps on his passport to the Middle East. Um because I don't know how else they got there. Well, you know what I mean? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh that's fair. Um but yeah, I was just like, oh, that's so like I, I literally thought that's where it was gonna go. And I was like, that's that was that's a really good use of that. That's very brilliant uh, you know, mechanical storytelling. And nope. That's not that's not what you get. No, because by at, that time, she's all.
0: got her powers back. She's yeah. she's already invulnerable. She's, she doesn't have to wear armor, but yet yeah, she does. And Right. And why? Why did she do that? She just went and trashed that lady's armor
1: for no reason. That lady's going to find her and be like, where is my armor, Diana? And she's like, well, funny story.
0: It got trashed in 10 seconds. So not that great of armor. So she tells that story to Steve and she's like, uh, in, in the, the camera work is very specific. You only see Asteria's eyes and like, oh, oh, they don't they didn't show us the actress that's playing the, the character mm-hmm. That's going to be something that's going to mean something. By the time we get to the end of the movie, there's you, they haven't revol- revealed who it was. So that maybe that's going to be the storyline for the third movie, like something, you know, it's she's going to have to uh, battle Asteria, someone that's just like her. Nope. It's just a stinger at the end of the movie so that Linda Carter yeah. can be in the movie, which is great. Yeah. Sure. Have Linda Carter in the movie. I'm all for it. But it has absolutely nothing to do with anything else now. Like it's I just there was like a
1: billion other ways they could have put her in
0: there oh, and, and oh, just uh, d- didn't. Most definitely. Yeah. And then, like, oh, damn it, we're supposed to be talking about the things that we liked about the movie. But I know. I'm so <laughs> sorry. At the very beginning, the whole race competition thing that mm-hmm. Diana is uh a part of how many people how many amazonians would you say started off that race oh man um it felt like there was maybe 12 it had to be like somewhere between 12 and 20 right sure so when you get to the part where you're shooting arrows, the arrows. there's only six colors total yep yep I mean, do you were you assigned a color at the beginning of the is she always supposed to be blue? Did she just luck out and was like, oh well, I got here first, so I get to shoot blue first, and now I'm always blue? Is it like billiards where you you know the first one you make in is there is yours for the rest of the game? I like I don't know. That's a good question. More people competing than what made to the end. So if there were more than six people. When we got to that point, was were the rest of them like, oh, well, you can't go on any further? I, I don't know what the rules of your game were. Well, not only that, but like, you know, they're like, oh, well, you
1: got off your horse, you cheated. It's like, well, when was that discussed? Uh, number one. And number two, I mean, I mean, uh, you know. Be
0: little girls that once you get knocked off your horse, you should be get back on and, and, and right. keep going like Adapt and
1: overcome and keep going. Yeah. I mean, you got knocked off the horse and she got right back on it as soon as she caught back up to it. It's not her fault. The horse ran away. Yeah, I mean, that just seemed like a horrible lesson And they're like, well, the truth is I'm like, the truth is she just slid down a thing that was incredibly dangerous (laughs) and uh, managed to jump back
0: on her horse while it was running. I don't care who you are. That's just impressive. That's not something you penalize someone for. She could have got to the end and thrown thrown the spear and like she thought she won. But then they would have been like, well, you still missed one of the targets. So your points, your points behind, like kind of thing. Right. that, That would have made more sense. But no, you know, uh robin wright just coming up and pulling her off and say no you don't get to compete like you you failed." it's like well okay i guess she failed yeah that's that scene was so
1: weird and and again even just that whole conversation it's like oh well truth 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 and then you get to the end of the movie and how does she defeat max lord not by fighting him but just by being like "Eh, you gotta tell people the truth man (laughs) and then he's like oh yeah silly me (laughs) I, I, i gotta do that now and i'm like wow wow uh yeah i I would have liked to have actually seen more of the the amazonian stuff though i mean visually i thought that was really interesting and again i think there's a lot of of cool content that was there just uh, we i it was done in an in kind of the messy way that the rest of the movie was
0: i i I don't know i i is I want. I want to talk more positively about this movie. There's just not a lot that I enjoyed. But then again, it's not like I hated the movie. It once I was just bored. I was just. It's no tax collector. I'll say that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I did. I I absolutely did not like that movie. But I I do agree with you. Like I. It is very difficult to find something, and and I'm sure to everyone listening, it's like oh they're just crap all over this movie. Like you do better, and I'm like I'm already admitting to you that I I I can't right now. Um, probably, and, and again, it's so much easier for me to watch a movie that's done than being in the middle of it and being like, well, you should have done all this. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I don't know. It, I agree with you. It's it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. It's not Catwoman, right? But like it's Catwoman, <laughs> it's. It's also just without any real, uh, per. Not that any movie actually has purpose. Like it's not like every movie needs to exist or doesn't need to exist. But I'm saying it from a standpoint of like the actual, uh, you know, plot itself is. There's just nothing that has real meaning or consequence. There's just nothing really at stake.
0: Um, It definitely falls into the the. The problem of being the number two movie like the the what you know the part two like it's it kind of just like the standalone so that or not the standalone but the 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 bridge to get us to the third movie which is the the bigger overarching you know uh character development or whatever you want to call it like the third movie is where it ends kind of stuff like it's this is just like because Barbara is still alive. She's still mm-hmm. going to be the, She's more than likely going to be the villain in the third movie. Cause she still has some of her powers. Cause she never renounced. They never, she never renounced everybody else renounced. So they got their stuff back, which then takes away her cheetah look, but she's still going to have <laughs> strength and speed and stuff like that, that she got from Diana.
1: Well, I guess that's, I guess that's true because, uh, well, I don't know. See, that's where it's weird because it's like, well, well, Max Lord kind of renounces it. Right. But like, right. so then there should be this stone. just goes back to the way that it was. Yeah, I, I believe so. That's what it should be. But we never
0: saw that scene. So, yeah, I see. I don't
1: know, man. I, I, it's like, I feel like that could be the thing. But then I feel like at that point too, they're probably just going to go a completely different villain.
0: Like, so let me tell you about this. A couple things that uh, as a comic book nerd that I am, Mm-hmm. Some things that they 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 had show up in the in the movie that I find interesting, just as I guess Easter eggs. Uh, Simon Stagg, Maxwell Lord's partner, at mm-hmm. one point, that guy is important to another character in com- in DC Comics named Metamorpho, the Element Man. Yeah, the uh, Element uh, Man. Yeah, essentially, okay. he he can turn his body into different. Solids or gases or liquids and stuff like that. Like, I like him as a character. He's just not well, really well known. But he he is. Metamorpho is the son-in-law to Simon Stagg, and uh, Simon Stagg basically created him because he wanted he wanted he didn't want him married to his daughter anymore. Uh, so there's that. And then when. Maxwell Lord goes to uh, the Middle East to talk to the King of Crude. Uh, he, the king asks for his Empire of Bilalian back, which is the empire that um, Black Adam is the ruler of, and which will be the Rock's movie, Black Adam. So that's got something to do with something, I assume. Hmm. Okay. So those those are some interesting things that I thought were thrown in there for whatever reason. Well, yeah, I and mean, I mean maybe that's just to
1: start laying the groundwork for other connections to movies, or maybe something that happens in Wonder Woman three. I don't. I mean, maybe. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, it's and then it's like, well, where does Wonder Woman three go in terms of a timeline? Now, I mean, does it? You know. I like. I don't know. It's it's just such a mess now, and it's it's like well,
0: they went from 1914 to 1984. So that's 70 years. So maybe we go to 2054, and we get we'll get to see the future of DC. Holy
1: cow! That would be insane.
0: <laughs> and then she brings back Steve Trevor for a third time. <laughs> oh, oh Lord.
1: Oh. She'll, she'll bring back the other guy to make up for it and be like, well, since he got a weird body, uh, and I'm I'm laying him to rest. Let's let's I bring mean, this other dude back. They
0: could, they could even have done like a line of like, oh, this is the body I jumped into is like the great grandson or grand nephew that I didn't have or that I didn't know I had or you know, some basically someone that has the same bloodline. But no, it wasn't even thrown. Into, it's just a random guy that they totally hijacked his life for a week and yeah. had made him have sex, like. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, I don't know. That was
1: the strangest thing. And then, like, the way that they even filmed the, that that introduction, too, was just bizarre. Because you're just like, wait, what? And then she's all, oh, it's you. I can see you. And it's like, well, why wouldn't why? he just show up as, like, an aberration then? And and just not, you know, only be physicalized, uh, physicalized in her head or something. You know, like, why... I don't know. That's maybe we'll get answers in Wonder Woman three. Maybe that guy will come back. I don't know. That was just absolutely like <laughs> one of the strangest choices that this movie made. And I, I just, I don't get it. <laughs> but does that happen in the comics? Like d- d- does she constantly bring people back into other people's body? I mean, like, it's no, a, a no, nothing
0: like in the comics and Steve Trevor, okay. you, you know, though he's been around since the beginning of her like comic book thing. Like, mm-hmm. He's never, not to my knowledge, been dead, but like if he is, they bring him back whenever they reboot the world, just like they bring back other characters when they reboot the world. Has nothing to do with her making a wish. And that's another thing. Maxwell Lord in the comic books has uh, telepathy. Like he's a telepath. He was part of the Justice League at one point. He's, I mean, he ends up being a a villain, a huge villain. Um, Mm -hmm. But. Not that you know, they making him this like TV commercial TV oil tycoon, not oil tycoon, like shyster kind of guy was just weird. And then they gave him back his like, the, so when he used his uh, his telepathy, he would have nosebleeds, so they brought that back with the whole like whenever he grants a person a wish it makes him sick like so he started bleeding from his eyes and his ears and stuff like that like i was like all right that's kind of throwing that nod in there and then the whole uh him being in the stream thing which that was another thing it was like i understand that you're taking over everybody's TVs but why their computer screens which are not connected to anything like satellite wise
1: I, don't know. I, I I mean yeah, that's the best part of it too when the guy's like wait so how does this work and he's like I don't know it's just technical man that's just what they just told me they just told me that it works this way and you're
0: like oh yeah okay cool eh, that makes sense and like he's like it's it's particles so it's touching everybody he's like I, I think that's just the term that we're saying that it's touching everybody I don't know if it actually touches people right <laughs> They're like well it's good enough for me because it's good enough for magic it's like okay cool
1: <laughs> um,
0: yep. but yeah uh, uh, when he's in the stream like kind of t- quote unquote touching everybody that's a big storyline it's it's called sacrifice where he essentially uses his telepathy and boosts the power by taking over a satellite and he boosts the power so much that he takes over Superman's mind and Superman he's making Superman go around killing people because he thinks that they're bad bad guys uh, and the only way to stop him is Diana comes up and twists his twists his head to the point where his neck snaps. like so you're expecting that to happen right there in the scene like because he has his back turned to her several times and she just has to get close enough to snap his neck. but no we, we we went the way of you know using truth to expose him and and defeat him. And then nothing happens to him.
1: He just happened. gets to go back to his son after basically destroying all of the world and launching nuclear weapons, and
0: but that happens. She doesn't go after him, it, but none of that stuff happened either. So he doesn't have to go. I mean, it sure piece. looked
1: like it did because it was still going on when he was talking to his son. Like it wasn't, and, and that's the thing. Does everyone remember it? Does do people not remember it? Like there's no real, you know,
0: who knows exactly. <laughs> The world's fine, but like she throws her tiara and destroys those cameras in the mall. That doesn't mean that the film that it was recording before that point didn't catch her, though. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's not how cameras work in video, but that's okay.
1: Well, that's why she killed all those guys was to distract from the fact that she then had to run down and b- take the tapes and smash all the footage, and so she needed to distract the cops long enough with three dead bodies that she, you know, she's like, "Let me save this guy," and then two seconds later, "Nah, I, I'm just gonna kill him,"
0: because you know the place that you you're gonna run your your illegal antiquities, you know, uh, smuggling, trafficking, uh. uh crime syndicate is inside of a jewelry store in a mall. That makes sense, right?
1: I mean, it was the 80s. So, yeah.
0: Sure. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I think that was one of the biggest grievances, too, is just like making it the 80s did not mean you had to make it like cheesy 80s superhero stuff. It was, yeah, it was just too much.
1: Did Wonder Woman kill in the comics? Yes
0: she's she's a, a warrior right. she's a warrior princess she she kills we we saw her kill in the the first movie
1: but the, like, a, 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 like the superman though because i remember like Zack snyder into that general zod snaps his neck everybody lost their shit oh he killed him i'm like
0: he killed them in the comic books
1: that's a problem but like wonder woman blatantly killing three people that don't even have superpowers like you're cool with that yeah
0: <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's the, I think that to that, it's like, well, one, she didn't kill it. Those guys are still alive. They, they, they make noise. They talk. Uh, so they're not dead. No, they're they're absolutely. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. You get thrown by a superhero
1: off the roof of a building and smash into a car that bad. You are dead. Like <laughs> at least <laughs> one top. of them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> at least. All right, Richard, I think we ragged on this movie enough. Um, I'm ready. Anybody that wants to come talk to me about this movie and just point out to me how wrong I am about it not being as bad as I think it is, or at least as boring as I think it is, find me on Twitter. I am at Mitchipedia GEM. GEM stands for Geek Elite Media. Richard, where can people find you online, if you want to uh, find you?
1: Yeah, don't don't hate me. <laughs> um, I, just my opinions. Uh, if you love the movie, then I apologize for everything I just said. Uh, no, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Rykoen R-I-C-O-W-N. Uh, you can also sometimes find me on twitch.tv slash in the number one.
0: The rest of Geekly Media is at Geekly Media on Twitter, at Geekly Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geekly Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our website, GeeklyMedia.com. Please, whatever podcast you use to listen to us, rate and review us. Help Help spread the word of our network so that other people can also come and enjoy our rantings or yell at me about our rantings. Like, I'm okay with that too. Just come interact with us, rate and review us. But until next time, this is the Mitch and Rich Show on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to geek out. Geek out. This concludes our broadcast.